Welcome to the STEM Yard, a podcast of the North Carolina Science Olympiad. I'm your host, Alonzo Alexander, and today I'm chatting with Ginny Kofak, the CEO and Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications for Science Olympiad, a National Executive Board Member and President of the Board at Science Olympiad USA Foundation. Ginny, thank you so much for being here with us in the STEM Yard. I am so happy to be here, especially on this special weekend, the 2023 Science Olympiad National Tournament. Woo, yes, we are super excited about it. Our hosts, Wichita State, have been so kind to us. This has been amazing. Being back in person, the energy of the kids, the campus itself, the facilities, all the event supervisors, all the STEM that's going on right now is just blowing people's minds. You can see the joy (laughs) on people's faces. The kids are so excited. Everything that they're doing from walking around campus to getting their meals to picking up their packets to buying the merch. They're just pumped and excited to be here and so ready for the uh, closing ceremony tonight and finding out who won. It's oh my be gosh. So exciting. We are so close to the closing ceremony. <laughs> it kind of gives you the tingles it because does. you can see their excitement, right? What is it about Science Olympiad that gets students, that gets parents, that gets coaches so excited? I think it's the team aspect of Science Olympiad. There's a lot of single discipline science competitions out there and they're wonderful. It's great to have that single source of achievement. It's great to have sort of an unbroken trajectory of your own success. But I think what's really special about Science Olympiad is that you have to collaborate as a team and you rise and fall with your colleagues, with your partners. And and that's a great life lesson to understand that you might have individual achievement, but it's multiplied when you're with a team. And so you're learning how to pair up, to partner, to, to sometimes fail. But these life lessons are so important. So I think the team aspect of coming together, traveling to an event like this, actually, you know, every state in the country is represented. That's what's taking this energy up to that level because it is truly, it is truly a collaborative group effort. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And I think one of the things that some people may not know if they haven't been to these events is just how diverse the students who participate in Science Olympiad are, you can tell that they are from all walks of life. And I've heard you talk about the impact that Science Olympiad can have on students from uh, under-resourced or underrepresented backgrounds. Talk a little bit about that impact and and how you see uh, tournaments like nationals fitting into that. Yeah, we were actually, um, we actually did a little bit of a a data crunch last year and we found that Almost 40% of both of our Division B, which is middle school, and 40% of our Division C, which is high school, uh, schools are coming from Title I schools, yeah. which means they're mostly you know, underrepresented populations with you know, diverse economic backgrounds. So I think as the country and the population changes as a whole, Science Olympiad is following that change. Um, and there's a little bit of, I would say, maybe an urban myth about only the top teams can come to nationals. Only the top teams with the top resources can come. We have public schools, private schools, charter schools, home schools. We have people from all different areas of the country who have overcome odds and have extremely diverse backgrounds um, that are here today. So I always tell people um, Science Olympiad is for everyone and every student is a star. Every student has the same chance and the same possibilities. So I feel like there's there's literally no boundary on any single student, any single team 
to make it to nationals. And that's what we're seeing here today. We have 40 new teams that haven't been to nationals in the past year. 19 of them are brand new, never been to Science Olympiad. So that's almost a sixth of our teams are brand new. That is amazing. And okay, it leads a little bit to my next question, right? Everyone knows who you are. So they want to know what is your advice to them, right? What is the thing that you would tell them? Uh, And I'm going to add a little bit of something myself, right? As we have students transitioning, right, from being competitors to being alumni, uh, what's the advice that you would give those students? Oh, my gosh. Well, so last night at the opening ceremony, I gave a little talk and I called it dedicated. Mm -hmm. So basically, I wanted to talk about how dedicated these students are throughout their middle school and high school careers in Science Olympiad. And that dedication carries through through our alumni chapters that we have, like in North Carolina at North Carolina (laughs) State. Um, There's 51 of those alumni chapters. And those chapters are where students come together because they found their family in Science Olympiad and they want to continue that. So they found their people, they found their home, they're doing that as alums, and then they're carrying that through to working in places where there is that same type of spirit of innovation and collaboration and creativity. So my advice to, um, to some of the kids that are coming out of this that are graduating out of Science Olympiad, I would say stay with it. Yes. Stay with it. Keep giving back because Science Olympiad gives you back as much as you put in. That's right. That's right. Now, I know you don't like to be in the spotlight, okay? So you're going to have to bear with me for just a little bit because I want to talk about you for a minute. Next year, 40th anniversary, right? Science Olympiad has been around for 40 Oh, my gosh. It's 40 years. Now, what does that mean to you on a personal level? I I know about your family's involvement, right? Uh, Your father, Dr. Putz, one of the founders of Science Olympiad. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about how being just being the daughter of someone who loved, you know, science engagement, the way he loved science engagement, how that fostered your love for it? Yeah, I mean, Science Olympiad, people always say, um, boy, you really love Science Olympiad. It's, it seems like you were born to do this. And I, I say I, I kind of was because yes. when I say it's in my blood, I really mean it's all the way down to my DNA. So <laughs> growing up in a house where Science Olympiad's national organization was born, yes, it was very impactful. So, I mean, we literally lived over the store. Mom and dad started Science Olympiad in our basement in yeah. 1984. Um, and so it was it was incredibly foundational to me to watch my parents give so much back. I mean, my dad was a teacher in Detroit Public Schools. He was an administrator for gifted and talented in science education for more than 30 years with Macomb County um, in Michigan. He was a lieutenant colonel in the Army. Yes. So what he did was he brought his love of science, his love of sports, and his organizational principles that he learned <laughs> while being in the Army to Science Olympiad. So along with my mom, Sharon, and Jack Cairns from Delaware, they basically found uh, as many people as they could who had that same passion for like, let's make this a party. Let's make this fun. Let's make this like a science fair and sports together like people have been doing. And let's bring this to the national level. And that was the excitement. So seeing them put their heart and soul into it, traveling every summer, going to workshops, I met so many amazing people that were their friends, but became our family. And that's what's special about Science Olympia. 40 years later, I think the reason we're still around as a small nonprofit organization that runs a science competition (laughs) is that we have, we have given that ability to like 
create that same family and that same love of the game across the country in 50 states where every state has an organization just like the national office. So coming up on 40, it's, inc <laughs> it's incredibly emotional and bittersweet where, you know, missing, you know, missing my dad, missing a lot of the foundational people across the country who gave um, so much to the organization, but what an opportunity to celebrate yes. the, the past, but also look to the future because our alums are the future of our organization yeah. and everything that we've put in to give them this experience, they are going to give back by being the people that are the torchbearers and the ones who run the organization. So I am like overwhelmed with excitement about the opportunity that the alums are going to bring to Science Olympiad. That's amazing. And I, I heard your words last night. You know, I, I wasn't able to, uh, to, to get here myself, but uh, I was certainly listening. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned the term fearlessness, right? And I, I just want you to talk a little bit about that in terms of, of what you think that means as a competitor in Science Olympiad, being fearless. Well, I mean, I think one of the things you have to experience in Science Olympiad is the fact that you don't have all the controls. So I feel like when you have to give up some of the control and it's not all about you, that can be, that can be kind of overwhelming for people, especially when they're high achieving, when yes. they have a high level of expectation for themselves. But when we challenge students to learn from their partner, to be part of a team and to possibly consider that not everything is going to go as planned, there are going to be bumps in the road. You have to be resilient. You have to have, you know, all the characteristics of dealing with failure and ups and downs. I think that makes you a stronger person in the long run. I really do. So to me, being fearless is going into situations where you may not have every single element of control, but it's what you do on the fly that makes you a champion. Yeah, I think that's right. Is there a message? When people hear this, the awards will have already happened, right? So they'll know what the results are. But is there a message that if you could tell them when they're listening to this uh, that you want them to leave with, what, what would the message be? God, I would say the future is bright. I mean, the future <laughs> is STEM and the future is bright. Science Olympiad is a driver for this next generation of science stars, innovators, and the next science workforce. So when people talk about a lot of gaps in STEM, I think about filling those gaps and I think about exciting the next generation to join into Science Olympiad so that they can find what they like best. Because in Science Olympiad, you get to choose and I can see that on the faces of the students. It's their choice. Trajectory is their event. Chem Lab is my event. I am doing Storm the Castle. I am Bridge. I am Flight. I mean, students take such ownership of each event that they're, you know, in and that's what makes them you know, that's what makes them stick. That's what sticks, <laughs> you know? So I would say for, you know, for everyone listening, Science Olympiad is part of the solution and the future of STEM. And we're just so happy to be here. I am so excited to see what the future looks like in terms of the competition and for the players. So thank you so much, Jenny, for joining us here. I 
it really has been amazing to have a chance to talk to you. And you're going to have to come back and join us again in the STEM yard uh, when, you know, everything's not happening. I would absolutely love to. I would appreciate uh, the invitation. And believe me, I'll be back. Okay, very good. (laughs) Jenny Kofak, CEO and Senior Vice President of Marketing Communications for Science Olympiad. Thanks for joining us in the STEM yard. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. We're live here in the STEM yard at the 2023 Science Olympiad Nationals Tournament. We are talking to NC State alum Ashwin Garyaram. Ashwin, please tell us about your experiences. What are you doing here at this year's tournament? And how did you get here from being a competitor years ago to today? Thank you for asking. At this tournament uh, that we did today, I'm actually an event supervisor for Division B, the Middle School Anatomy and Physiology event. And this was an event I did um, as a middle school and high school student for seven years total. And then um, I remember when I graduated from high school um, and having done the event for the last time ever, I was thinking, man, it, there's something missing. I feel like there's more in the tank here to like help build something better, maybe, perhaps, for the future. And then I reached out to Kim after my freshman year at NC State, and I asked if there's anything I can do to help with the event. Yeah. And then uh, starting my sophomore year, um, she got me more involved as a test writer for anatomy because the previous test writer had moved out of the state. <laughs> and that's when I sort of took over the reins there of the event go. over in North Carolina. And um, did about a good year or two there, just sort of like building my way up. Just uh, I was a rookie at the time, hadn't really written events before. And it was a really fun time to be in charge of the uh, regionals and state level in North Carolina. And then a vacancy happened for the Division B national position. Yes. And then Kim actually put my name in the hat, so to speak. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure or uh, privy to how the process <laughs> is. I just sure, sort of, sure. she just sort of told me, Hey, I'm going to just put your name in. Is that cool? And I said, I texted her back and I was like, yeah, that, that, that sounds good to me. And thank you so much. <laughs> and then initially I was told there was no vote for me. And then a couple of weeks later, I found out that I got the position. There you go. And then as part of uh, getting the position, I was able to join the national committee and the 2018 national tournament in Colorado at Colorado state was my first time ever riding a national level event. And that was a huge moment. And then I, Continued that onwards towards 2019, um, where we went to Cornell and uh, wrote the event there. And then, you know, unfortunately with COVID, um, we had a bit of a gap over the... Yeah, it's a rough rough <laughs> patch for North Carolina. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's a rough part. Even for me, it was very rough because that was my last year in North Carolina before leaving to Virginia to start school again for mm-hmm. medical school. And I uh, got involved in Virginia for a bit for the last couple of years. They've been great over there, um, integrating me almost immediately when I told them I was moving. And uh, yeah, now I'm back here um, for the first in-person nationals since uh, 2019. And I ran to Jason. I'm here. I met Alonzo for the first time. It's a cool dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you very yeah, much. I, I really wish we had met earlier, man. Like You're <laughs> awesome. And then just seeing a bunch of uh, old faces, it's been a great time. Well, Ash, you know, I, it's so great to meet you. I don't want to hold you because I know you're really busy. We're talking to you right before uh, the award ceremony, right? But we do want to know, uh, what's the message you have for students uh, who are competitors like you used to be, who also have something left in the tank. What should they do? Just give back in any way possible, man. There's many ways to give back. Event writing is one of them. I happen to be primarily an event writer, but back when I was in North Carolina, I did a lot more than just event writing. I, I went to tournaments uh, almost every weekend at one point, um, back in the 2019 season, um, even just helped run Division A events, for example. Um, just working with elementary school kids, middle school kids, it really opens up your 
kind of worldview about how beneficial a program like Science Olympiad is, not just like within the classroom, but also outside of the classroom, with respect to learning how to work in teams, um, and just sort of fostering interest in fields you never thought you'd be interested in. I mean, anatomy wasn't just the only event I did. I, I did a physics event called Compound Machines, and I actually, physics is one of my most favorite subjects, actually. All right, physics yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, and I think that um, having a multidisciplinary sort of focus to science or approach to science, rather, should I say, is better than just being focused in one small area. Right. And, you know, giving back, you can get exposed to events you probably never did in the past. Yes. And I think that's another big part of people wanting to give back. If you just want to... You, Science Olympiad will take any help they can get. It's fully, fully volunteer run. <laughs> That's right. And um, even helping with a building event, helping with a physics event, um, your help is definitely appreciated. Whether it's driving supplies over, I did that plenty of times as well. <laughs> right. Just uh, reach out and they will find a way to help you get hooked. All right. Ash, thank you so much for joining us here in the STEM yard. Yeah, absolutely. I'm more than happy. Thank you. Thank you. We're live here in the stem yard at the 2023 Science Olympiad Nationals Tournament. We're talking to Alan Chalker, who plays a very important role here in the tournament. Alan, tell us what you do. Sure. So I'm responsible for the scoring room. We have to process all of the results from all the events in about a three and a half hour period of time so that we can present the medals to the competitors at the award ceremony later tonight. Oh, my gosh. How do you get it all done in time? Well, it's a lot of very uh, helpful volunteers. We are sitting outside our room here. We've got about 10 laptops, two printers. We set up a, a very regimented process by which all the event supervisors bring all their tests. We look through everything. There are tens of thousands of dollars of scholarships on the line here, so it's really important to us to, to check and double-check and triple-check everything that we can so that we can get these right so that we can announce to the kids tonight. Right. Now, I want to know, what is the <clears throat> thing that you think maybe parents and students don't know about this process that you wish they did? Uh, we have hundreds of thousands of data points. You think about it. Every test has different questions, and in a very, very short period of time, we make sure that there's multiple eyeballs on every single thing because, again, we want to make sure that we get it right. We don't necessarily get it right all the time. We try to, <laughs> but uh, it's a very coordinated, hectic thing over a course of about three hours to get all this data. And, and that's really the indicative part there is at the end of the night here, I'm going to have about 10 baker's boxes full of paperwork. Think about how much paperwork that is. Baker box is pretty big, <laughs> yes, right? That's right. Because every that's right. test, every answer sheet, everything has to go with me in case there's an appeal because we've got to go through and look at of it. Of course. Yeah. Right. So let me just uh, ask about you have so many students who love Science Olympiad. They participate, right? And then they, they graduate and they become alumni. And they say, I want to get involved. How do I become a judge? How do I become a scorer? Sure. So the first thing to do is go to your state uh, website. So every state has, we go to the national website and they point you to the state website. And every state loves to have volunteers, particularly alumni involved. So reach out to your state director, say, I want to help. And they're going to put you in touch with regional directors, invitational directors, what, you know, whatever. And, and we always need volunteers. We always need people to help here. All right. Alan, thank you so much for taking some time with us here in the STEM yard. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for listening to part one of our National Science Olympiad Tournament Series. Those are just some of the voices that make Science Olympiad possible at the national level.
Stay tuned for part two, where I chat with some of the teams right here in Wichita. The STEM Yard is a production of the Science House at North Carolina State University. Our show is produced by Valerie Bass, with assistance from the North Carolina Science Olympiad. We're supported by funding from the Backyard Foundation. I'm your host, Alonzo Alexander. Catch us again in the STEM Yard, where science is our playground. <laughs>